Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome in to A Penny for Your Thoughts, the final week of 2017. I'm Scott Beatty. As Brian said, I'm the bridge here I, the, to 2018. Brian will be taken over officially on Tuesday, January 2nd, 2018. So I'm happy to be with you here this week. Just get the occasional opportunity to be in this chair and well, we're a little uh, light on staff here this week, too. A lot of vacations, deservedly so. So if uh, if you're used, if you're not sh- sure when you when you usually hear me, I'm on a, a afternoons at four o'clock with the DWS News Hour, and then at five o'clock with Sports Talk and our Illini coverage. But uh, sitting in this week as well here for uh, nine to eleven, and we we have a nice show here for you. Uh, you're certainly welcome to join as always. Nothing's changed about that and how this program will be in terms of your participation. Phone number is 356-9397, and our Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 351-5357. So I'm the bridge to Brian Barnhart starting next week, but do want to take a moment to acknowledge Jim Turpin, and I did this yesterday uh, briefly on our kind of a best-of conversation show that we did yesterday, but... Wanted to do it live and in person as well, just to acknowledge Jim's outstanding career here at DWS and uh, privileged to have shared just a little bit of uh, an overlap with his career. Uh, I joked before when Jim started here at DWS in 1980, I was born in 1980. So uh, a lot of respect for Jim, uh, great run. And uh, if, if you're not sure how much Jim was received around this community i think you probably know but our lobby was just stuffed to the brim on on friday uh with family and friends and folks uh, celebrating jim turpin's run so appreciate what uh, jim has done and uh just want to acknowledge that uh, I'm, I'm humbled to be in this chair because of the great lineage of broadcasters that have been here and i'm i'm just filling in but it's a great opportunity. So if you want to join us, you can at 356-9397. The Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 351-5357. Coming up at the bottom of the hour after news, uh, Tim Dittman and Michael Kaiser will join in here. We will do. We did this last year during this same week. Uh, we looked at some of the best stories of the year, or, or rather best or top stories, most impactful stories. So we'll get their thoughts on that. And Tim Dittman's put together a nice audio package as well, uh, reviewing the year. In the 10 o'clock hour, Tom Kasich will check in, one of our favorites here from the News Gazette, to uh, talk about what's 2017's been, what's coming up. Uh, be interesting to see what Tom thinks some New Year's resolutions ought to be for uh, lawmakers. And in the 10.30 hour, want you to meet Aldo Toledo, one of the new reporters with the News Gazette. He is... Uh, Going to be working on various things in the news around uh, around town, and also has got an interesting uh, backstory as well. So that's all coming up here in the hour. But in between, you as well as you can uh, join us always. First up here on the phones this morning, we go to Motor. Good morning, Motor. Good morning. How you doing? Uh, God bless you and happy holidays. And I wish you the best on all your new adventures. And just remember one thing, everybody out there. Treat everybody like you want to be treated, no matter who, what, what you are. And we want to thank everyone who has donated food to the food pantries, to the the homeless, or the homeless, and the people that didn't have or they can't have or 
they wish they had, and everyone came to their side for these holidays. I want to thank you for everything to donate to the military, all of those people. And please remember, the wounded warriors that are coming home, please, and the ones that are here right now, please, if you can, send a good donation to the warriors fund so that they can be taken care of and everything else for those guys. They gave their all so that we can be tight and to real stand up tall. And may God bless the whole world and each and every one of you. And I thank you for letting me run my mouth. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. I hardly would call it running your mouth. All good words. I appreciate that, Motor. Hey, Motor, is there uh, anything you're in particular you went really well for you in 2017? Anything you celebrated you're celebrating here at the end of the year? Yeah, I'm celebrating. I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone that's treated me real real great, no matter what I've done, they they still stood for me and with me. They've helped me out 100%, and I really appreciate it. And it was a great year for me. Uh, I had a few backups. Uh, we took care of those, and right now we got one running, but it's all up to God. God will take care of it for sure. Amen. Indeed. Indeed. Thanks, Motor. Appreciate the call. God bless. Join us at 356-9397. You mentioned the wounded warriors, and every time uh, folks bring up the veterans and those that are serving, you know, I pause and remember I'm here playing radio with, with you all, and, and we most of us are doing other things in life, and if we're blessed to do fulfilling work uh, like I am, that's even even better, but one of the reasons I get to do what I get to do and enjoy what I get to do is because other people are working to protect freedom. So um, those are just small words of thanks, and uh, I don't know how far those go, but uh, I wanted to offer that up. 356-9397 is the number to call. A couple of things that uh, I caught my eye here this morning. The Chicago Tribune had an article about the reduction of physical education classes, or P.E., in the state of Illinois, as a, a new law it allows school districts to reduce the minimum requirement for PE. And Illinois was one of the last holdouts of mandatory physical education five days a week and all that. And there's been a significant reduction now or the possibility for it. And there's mo they're allowing for more exemptions for kids who are older, starting in seventh grade and through high school if they're in extracurricular athletic activities. And that, that I get, but I, I guess all things being equal, I'm concerned a bit at the reduction of physical education. Now, truth be told, I have a close relative who's a PE, an elementary PE teacher up in the northern part of the state, so I think about him, too, and what he gets to do. But obviously having kids moving and exercising is vitally important, but maybe it, at the end of the day it doesn't need to be in the schools uh, maybe there's other ways. Maybe I don't know. How do you see PE? A luxury? A must-have? Um, I'm always kind of attuned to that. I'm really in favor of the arts as well, as well as sports. So I notice when people are wanting to cut arts and music education in schools too, and I know that it's not easy to navigate budgets, and I'm not saying everything's a simple answer, but uh, my radar goes off when I see those things. So I wonder what your perspective was on that, if you feel that potential cutback in PE is a problem or not so much. Maybe you see kids getting the activity they need to get or can get it in another way, and it's not necessary to be done in the schools. 
So I wanted to get your thoughts. There's that. Somebody pointed out here, a colleague here at the News Gazette pointed out, uh, passed it on. I actually saw it on Facebook. As we turn the calendar to 2018, this will be the first time that adults, and by that I mean 18-year-olds, will have been born in this millennium, in 2000 or later, because January 1st, 2000 would have been, you know, if you were born June, January 1st or later of 2000, you you couldn't be, or earlier I should say, now you could be an, an adult in 18. So got me thinking about those that are involved, especially with this next generation of kids out there and, the, you know, the late teenage, you know, the teenagers that are in high school right now or even college to a certain thing about they're going to be into the working world in the not too distant future. They're going to be the next line of leaders and I was just curious what people thought thought about the, that generation of, of kids right now what are their strengths maybe what are their weaknesses and I know there's a tendency for us to look at the younger generation and say well they don't they don't get it they don't, they're not the same as us they don't have the same values but actually I think every generation has its strengths and weaknesses mine own included so I just wondered what your observations were on this group of kids that are coming up maybe you're a teacher and you're on break right now and you you have some insight one of the things i put it out on my own facebook just to my friends and family what they saw and they say one of the things that they're really good at is they're um they're ambitious they are they value diversity and they don't even see it as something to strive for they just take diversity as something that is a part of life and natural and, and must be so some of the some of the strengths that had come out with this generation they're very Technology is very much a part of their lives, and they can use it easily. And they also value fulfilling work and meaningful work. That was some of the things that folks were commenting to me about, saying that they, the kids these days do not want to go pursue things that they don't see having purpose or value. So curious what you've seen uh, around uh, this next group that will now start to be adults. Also, I realize, too, that this next generation, too, by and large, either won't remember 9-11. And that, for me, was, you know, for so many of us, but for me, I was in college when 9-11 happened. I mean, that's a milestone moment. There is, and you look at the country's history in the last 30, 40 years, and it's kind of before and after 9-11, and how much that impacted not only just security and how we think about combating terrorism and all that and you know longer longer lines at the airport and all that stuff but just sort of the mindset of okay m maybe we're not as safe as we thought we were here in the united states well that's different for the younger kids because it's a reality for them but they don't know the before and the after so that's just an interesting mark of this generation and the things that would you know the internet obviously was already going on in the 90s but everything being online is something that's also to them it's just second nature and it's just how things are it's cold out there i uh, hope you are keeping warm and uh, finding a place to be if you if you need it or if your heat's down and i uh, hope you're taking care make sure you check in on those that might be vulnerable in this kind of weather it's usually the elderly and pets and those kinds of things uh, take those precautions minus seven right now we're underway here on a penny for your thoughts. I'm Scott Beatty filling in for this week, and then Brian Barnhart will start his tenure as the host of A Penny for Your Thoughts starting on January 2nd. 
Roth and running. We've got more coming up in the next half hour. We'll look at some of our top stories of 2017 from the local side of things. And Tim Dittman and Michael Kaiser will join me as well. I needed a new stove. I started looking at that big lumberyard store. They had a nice GE range, but I wanted to shop around, so I went to Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. They had the same stainless stove, but better. Theirs had true convection, and the other stores didn't. Also, Dick Van Dyke came with a 10-year protection plan, and the other store only had five. And the lumberyard said I had to buy a new power cord with it. Altogether, I got a better range with better service for less money at Dick Van Dyke. Wow! I'm Dennis Regan, president of Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. This is a true story that happened here in Champaign-Urbana within the past month. I guarantee we will beat any competitor's deal. All we do is appliances, and we do them better than anyone else. Wow! Morgan Stanley values long-term relationships with its clients. Mark Cushing, financial advisor of Morgan Stanley Champaign Office, knows that building relationships begins with getting to know each client. Everyone has different goals, from planning for retirement to saving for a child's education. Mark Cushing can create personal investment strategies to help you meet your retirement, education, wealth transfer, and other financial needs. So call Mark Cushing at 217-351-3630. 217-351-3630. Investments and services are offered through Morgan Stanley, Smith Barney, LLC. Member... SIPC. Planning a move? Call Hutchcraft Van Service. We move every day and everything. Treadmill? We can load that. Grandma's China? We can pack and load that. 65-inch flat screen? We can load it. Fish tank? Please, we've got this. Glass tabletop? We've got the right box for that. Gun safe? Save your back. Even an unorganized garage doesn't scare us. Van service. Your best move. Your call is now first in line and will be answered by the next available representative. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for holding. How may I assist you? Hi, yes. Um, we were just broken into and we need a home security system. Oh, sorry. Wrong department. Please hold. The best home security isn't hard to get. With Simply Safe, you can get comprehensive, professionally monitored home security online without the hold time or runaround. Each Simply Safe system is a thoughtfully assembled security arsenal. From entry and motion sensors to a high definition security camera, you'll have everything you need to keep your family safe. CNET called it comprehensive, easy to use protection, naming it editor's choice for home security. Order now, and in a few days, be protected 24-7. Right now, save big with Simply Safe for the new year. Get $200 off our most popular home security system at simplysafe.com slash new. Hurry. Offer ends January 2nd. The place for Illinois basketball fans after every game is the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Hi, I'm Scott Beatty. Join the conversation with me, Tim Dittman, and Michael Kaiser after every game right here on News Talk 1400. We always welcome your calls on the PNC Bank fan line. Or send us a text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Plus, we keep you up to date with the Body and Soul scoreboard. It's the Fasteners Etc. postgame show after every Illini basketball game right here on News Talk 1400 and WDWS.com. Oh, sure, mankind invented the wheel, but does anyone remember the guy's name who did it? Well, my guy at Tire Barn didn't invent tires, but he's really good at making sure you get the best deals on them. 
And right now, I'm offering savings up to $250 on four select Goodyear tires when you pay with your drive card. Plus, free nitrogen inflation, a free alignment check, and free lifetime tire rotations with every purchase. For details and to find the store nearest you, visit TireBarn.com. TireBarn. Get caught up on the latest local news, sports, and weather on the DWS NewsHour presented by ABC Heating and Air. Join us this afternoon at 4 here on News Talk 1400. Penny, for your thoughts here, Scott Beatty with you filling in for this week between the holidays, between Christmas and New Year's, before Brian Barnhart takes over next week. Looking forward to that. And I'll be here for the rest of the week. Tomorrow, we will have Trooper Tracy Lillard in from Illinois, the Illinois State Police. Did this segment last year and got a lot of response. So basically, we did, I called it all the things you wanted to ask a police officer but were afraid to ask. Call in and ask tomorrow on that, and we'll get the lowdown from Trooper Tracy Lillard. Tomorrow at 10 o'clock, Paul Rudy is in for On the Money. They normally have their shows on a Tuesday, but with it being the day after Christmas yesterday, they moved it here to Thursday. And some more goodies coming your way on Friday as well here. So a good week here for us on a penny for your thoughts the week between Christmas and New Year's. Well, yesterday uh, we brought you some of my some of the favorite conversations we had, by and large, the favorite conversations that I enjoyed here on DWS. Whether or not I was a part of that particular conversation, I want to bring you another one as well. And uh, regularly, I get to talk with folks that are participating at the Cranert Center for the Performing Arts in our afternoon program on the News Hour. And I enjoyed this conversation. hadn't had a chance to talk with Mike Ross, who's the director of Cranert Center. Uh, for quite some time. We had a chance to have a sit-down with him. This was a few months ago, right before Cranert's uh, season opened up, and it was year number 20 for Mike Ross. So I want to bring you that conversation. This uh, didn't have time to bring it to you yesterday, but another one of my favorite conversations from the year, Cranert Center for the Performing Arts Director, Mike Ross. Mike, before we go any further, I have to give you congratulations. It's your 20th anniversary as the head of Cranert Center. Congratulations. Oh, thanks so much, Scott. Um, it does not compute in my mind that it's been that long since uh, my wife, Taya, and our son, Miles, who was then three and a half. Um, just can't believe that it's been that long since we arrived here, and it's just been a complete joy um, ever since. Opening night tonight for the El Nora Festival and this season. Um, does it feel fresh and new to you after 20 years? Oh, without question. Every single year feels completely anew and at the same time, to some degree, familiar in spirit, um, but very excited about tonight. And it's always a little bit extra special when we open the season with uh, the Guitar Festival. Elnora is, uh, in my in my mind, such a, um, a, a its spirit and energy is so beautiful. And uh, and for those who don't know, by the way, um, we named the festival Elnora after Elnora Cranert, um, who, with her husband, Herman Cranert, um, made the magnificent gift that made it possible for Cranert Center to come into being. I have said this many times to just people in town. When I think about this community and what makes quality of life here good, I think about the Cranert Center for the Performing Arts. I'm not sure that this exists in a lot of communities our size. I mean, obviously other universities have art scenes, but this seems to be something unique. Yeah, there's no question that there isn't uh, another 
community of similar population size uh, that has a performing arts complex of this scale, and I would like to say also of, of the kind of impact that Kreiner Center has um, on the community as well as the campus, of course, in the region. And, and Kreiner Center also has national and international impact as well. Um, it's fairly widely, widely regarded that Kreiner Center is the country's premier performing arts complex on any college or university campus. Have you had a moment to take stock of 20 years? How do you look back at it? Uh, things you're proud of, uh, things you've accomplished. That's a question that I've certainly thought about. Yes, I have tried to take stock. It's both a very personal and not, it's it's the combination of the personal and the professional when I think about what you just asked me to think about that makes it uh, difficult to um, express clearly or articulate clearly about what that stock might might look like. Um, but I will say that because of the fantastic staff at Credit Center and because of the extraordinary uh, strength in university leadership and because of the extraordinary generosity of very many people who care about this place, I do believe that we've been able to open the doors of Credit Center more widely to people from all walks of life. Um, and I do believe we've been able to embrace a uh, a much broader array of artistry, um, kinds of artists, cultural legacies, um, et cetera. And I believe that we've been able to um, serve uh, the uh, students and faculty um, in the performing arts here at the University of Illinois more fully than the center had been able to do in the past, and even more broadly, um, the students and faculty and staff across campus, and certainly um, my hope is that we've been able to serve uh, more fully the the community at large. For folks who don't know, and we're talking with Mike Ross, the director of Cranet Center for Performing Arts, are you largely responsible for assembling the artists that come here and perform? Uh, yes, I am the artistic director of the center as well as the director, generally speaking. But I don't certainly don't do it by myself. I, I have I have a fabulous programming assistant, um, Tammy Kikta, who is a senior leader here at the center. Um, but we we embrace a co-curatorial philosophy. Um, I believe it's important to to bring in expert voices from different segments of the the world of artistic expression in the performing arts that's uh, that's out there. It's a very beautiful and diverse, um, powerfully beautiful and diverse. Uh, realm of of human endeavor and so we call on various colleagues and are always inviting um, suggestions and bouncing ideas around with um, a large number of people um, in preparation to make our final decisions about each coming season and it's also I'd just like to say that um, it would be it would be fabulous if we could um, achieve all of our goals in any one season that's just not possible given the diversity that's out there and the, the fabulous artistry that is out there so um, I'd like to think of multiple years kind of chunks of multiple years at a time uh, when we do our planning process, so we're never thinking just about the next year. You have patrons, for sure, who associate Cranert Center with a symphony orchestra. You have others who will think about plays or ballets or operas or jazz performances or, or what have you. You talk about increasing the broad spectrum of artists that come in here. How do you encourage people to expand their own horizons artistically in what they pay attention to here at Cranert Center? 
Wow, that's, as they say, a great question. <laughs> and that's one that we think about all the time here and constantly. And uh, my hope is that by making Cranert Center a place that is home to these many different tracks, of, so to speak, of, of artistic experiences, my hope is that when people do come in motivated by the things they are already interested in primarily, that they will take the time to look around a little bit and have conversations with people um, and who, who are interested in different things and take a chance on exploring something uh, that is unfamiliar uh, to them and that may not um, end up being exactly their cup of tea in the end, but hopefully the experience will have still have had value for them. And, and one of the things I get concerned about a lot, Scott, is that with all the challenges that are out there in the world, globally, nationally, locally, um, I, I get concerned that people's curiosity is somehow getting... Um, diminished, or it's the, there's a there's a kind of weariness that can um, accumulate over time, um, especially if you're a person who's serious about big issues and the big things in life. So um, hopefully this will continue to be a place that will remind people that despite all of those challenges, um, people do come together um, to to share experiences that can be fulfilling, um, despite the natural differences of opinions and worldviews that they may have. That was a conversation I had with Mike Ross back in September, ahead of his 20th year heading up the Cranert Center for the Performing Arts, and appreciate his perspective. Cranert Center and the arts community here is a very rich treasure for Champaign-Urbana, so appreciate his time here. Brian Barnhart. How you doing, sir? Yes, sir. How are you? Good. Good to see. You. I'm warming up this chair for you. <laughs> okay. I'm the bridge. Well, I appreciate that. I'm the bridge yeah. to Brian. Yeah. So you, I assume this gives you a week to get everything together for. Yeah, launching. and part of part of this had to do with the uh, timing of Jim's retirement date. Uh, I know you have some vacation time coming up next week. Jim Lewis was off. Carol Varell was off. Everybody was off, and then yeah. rather than try to go back in and rearrange everything. We just said, hey, Scott, you do this week between Christmas and New Year's because we were, everybody was off on Christmas. I'm off Friday. I'm off Monday. Yeah. It just made sense to kind of have a um, transition period. So that's kind of what's happening. And uh, I'm helping out in the news department. And then after this week, I won't be reading news anymore. <laughs> I'll be doing, the obviously, the Penny for Your Thoughts show. You'll so. be dissecting news. Yes. Uh, so. I haven't gotten it. You're still glowing a bit from the Bragging Rights game. Yes. Uh, that was exciting. <laughs> it the, was. The, the atmosphere was back the way it was for so many years. And anybody that's done play-by-play, whether it's been uh, Jim Turpin and Lauren Tate, all the years they did that game, and then I grew up watching it and then being able to do it the last, whatever, I've done 16 or 17 of them now. But it uh, the last couple of years have been a little strange because the attendance was so far down, especially last year. But the old sizzle was back the other night, so oh, it was yeah. a, it was a great atmosphere. And Lauren and I were kicking around last night in the calendar year for men's basketball, which win was is more significant, the mm-hmm. win they had against Michigan State late in the year, or this Missouri win, and whatever wherever you land on that, it's just mm-hmm. it's fun. It just shows you how important it is to win that game. It and is. I I, uh, I think it's important for their NCAA chances, but. 
the emotion that's around that game. And with all the extra storylines, it was mm-hmm. just a big win. It was. Uh, everything else that went on with Jeremiah Tillman, of course, filled in some of the – and he turned out to be – I mean, he got booed a lot, but he didn't turn out to be the centerpiece of the game. Uh, part of, I guess, was the storyline. And I know that Brad Underwood in the in the practice before said he didn't – told his guys, I don't want any post-touches. I don't want the ball to come inside at all. And that's basically what they did in the first half. Missouri – you could see in the first few minutes they were like, uh-oh, we can't run anything because everything was a scramble just to get the ball from one side of the court to the other. And so I think we saw, and Brad Underwood had a whole week in his staff to work on tighten up some of the things that they preach constantly on what they want to do, pressure defense without fouling. You're going to commit some fouls. But then also just the way they played offense and the spread offense, and you could see – snapshots along the way of what is potentially what this Illinois team could really be like and for a whole half it finally came together yeah it it was a lot of fun it Mm -hmm. was just it it was a good moment uh, a good win and and hopefully they keep it going so Mm -hmm. one more non-conference yeah Grand Canyon Jerry Colangelo and if if you think that's easy this is the team that's picked to win the Western Athletic Conference the team to finish second picked to finish second was New Mexico State yeah and uh, they've turned out to be pretty good. Tim Finke is headed there next year That's from right. Central Grand High Canyon. School. The Antelopes. <laughs> That's yeah. The only, the only, I think it's the only for-profit university. It became a for, for-profit university mm-hmm. to be playing at the Division One. Is what I read. And I think Somewhere. they start. I think that school started all online. If I'm, I, don't, I don't remember that, but, but yeah. Or the bulk of it is online, and then they've recently sort of yeah. built and up the, their campus. Their enrollment has jumped dramatically so. yeah and Jerry Colangelo's had a big hand in that too yeah so yeah and so it'll be interesting to see him in town it'll be nice that nice connection as well Dan Marley's their head coach yeah. former Phoenix Suns guy. Thunder Dan Thunder Dan the Mar- Antelopes yeah all right should we do some news <laughs> we should all right news here at 9:35. Yeah. Uh, keeping it loose here. Keeping it loose. <laughs> That's okay. Here's Brian Barner. Well, we want to get the sponsor in. That's <laughs> the biggest part of this, uh, as well as the news. Brought to you by First Mid Illinois Bank and Trust, providing financial solutions since 1865. Visit firstmid.com to find out more. Israel's transportation minister pushing ahead with a plan to dig a railway tunnel under Jerusalem's old city, passing near holy sites belonging to Jews, Christians, and Muslims and ending at the Western Wall with a station named after President Donald Trump. The Champaign County Coroner releasing the names of the two passengers killed in a crash in a rural part of the county yesterday. Coroner Dwayne Northrop says 78-year-old Karen Schonk and 55-year-old Jennifer Tracy, both of Robinson, died in that accident. And the Illinois Tollways dispatching its zero-weather road patrols to assist stranded motorists during the bitter cold snap. We're at uh, 9.36, and we've moved up a little bit, minus 3. Let's hear from our sponsor, back with the markets and the forecast in a moment. When you're buying your first home or your dream home, First Mid is there. When you open your first savings account or take that first distribution from your retirement account, First Mid is there. When you're insuring your very first car or your family car, starting your first business or expanding one, who is in the middle of it all? helping you make it happen. First Mid, when life happens, we're there. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Kind of always a light trading week uh, this week between Christmas and New Year's. The Dow up 28, the NASDAQ up 15, the S&P is up 3. Again, that wind chill advisory in effect until later this morning for uh, Champaign, DeWitt, Douglas Ford, Iroquois, Macon, Moultrie, Pied, and Vermilion Counties. 
And the wind chills have been uh, minus 12 or so, uh, below zero here this morning. Cold, uh, sunny today. That's the good news. It is sunny, a high around 10. Very cold tonight. Increasingly cloudy, a low near 2. Not as cold tomorrow, partly sunny, and a high of 19. Snow developing on Friday, 40% chance. High of 22. Greg says we could get total accumulation 1 to 2 inches on uh, Saturday, and then very cold on Sunday, a high of 12. New Year's Day morning, 9 below to start 2018. Good day to stay in and watch football, I guess. Celebrate the new year. Minus three right now in downtown Champaign. This update brought to you by First Mid-Illinois Bank and Trust. More news at the top of the hour, and Scott returns with more Penny next. Winter is going to be settling in. What are you going to do if you run into a problem on a cold, windy day? What are you going to do if your car won't start? What are you going to do if you get a flat tire? What are you going to do if you lock your keys in the car? You're going to call Tatman's Towing, the most trusted roadside service in downstate Illinois. Jim Hampton and his team, a simple phone call away, 328-2424, 328-2424, Tatman's Towing. They are ready to come to your rescue any time of the day or night. 365 days out of the year. Make sure you have their number programmed in your phone. Make sure your kids have that number programmed into their phones because there might be an opportunity that they run into a jam, they can't get a hold of you. What are they going to do? They're going to call Tatman's Towing. 328-2424. 328-2424. Tatman's Towing. This is a taxpayer alert. Illinois' pension crisis is crushing the state. But a solution is right under state lawmakers' noses. For years, thousands of state university employees in Illinois have chosen to enroll in a 401k-style retirement plan that take politicians out of the retirement business, protect taxpayers, and give government workers a retirement they can control. To learn more, go to IllinoisPolicy.org. Brought to you by the Illinois Policy Institute. This time of year... Daylight is dwindling, and temperatures are dropping. And from smart meters in Champaign to a new natural gas pipeline in Springfield, Ameren, Illinois is working round the clock to provide safe, reliable energy, whatever the weather. Learn more at AmerenIllinois.com slash Champaign. Ameren, Illinois. Energy at work. Life insurance is financial peace of mind for those you leave behind. There's a lot to consider. Farmers agent Steve Gibbs offers sound advice, meeting your needs today and the future. See farmers agent Steve Gibbs in Urbana. Call 367-0040. It's the latest in sports tonight on Sports Talk with me, Scott Beatty, and Scott Ritchie. We'll have the topics of the day. Join us at 5 o'clock tonight on DWS and WDWS.com. It's 9.40, it's negative 3. Sun's out. That's better. <laughs> negative 3 is a pretty big improvement. <laughs> Welcome back on a penny for your thoughts. Scott Beatty filling in for this week. Michael Kaiser from our DWS newsroom is in uh, looking at some of our top stories of the year in 2017. It's always interesting when we put together these kinds of lists because how do you decide what a top story is? Mm-hmm. What's the criteria? And one person's uh, 
criteria is different from the next. I don't know. There's no universal, like, what makes it. But it is interesting to look back and remember, oh, yeah, that was significant, that was significant, that was significant. Yeah, and I think that there, there are always the one or two stories that are clear-cut above the rest, no matter what uh, new, stories, new story category it falls under. Uh, there's always one that's like, yeah, there's universal agreement but it's as you pointed out it's really tough as you go through you know we sit down and had our meeting you know a couple weeks ago i think and uh tim Dittman, you know he put together a marathon list of several pages of his potential ideas that he shared with the newsroom and and we just we just go through those and uh and look at them and there are some that you know may be a a story that's of interest and of importance, but it may not be a top story. And that's where you get into the difficulty of trying to figure out, okay, well, this story was important in 2017, but is it a top story of the year? And I, I think that's where you get into the negotiations and the conversations and what's, and that drags out the meeting trying to figure out, you know, okay, how do we rule this one out? Cause you obviously can't do them all anyway. There's just too many stories to do. And something that's significant to some people is not to others is, mm-hmm. You know, if it's uh, like uh, the school board, uh, a, a school referendum, for example, well, yeah. that not everybody lives in one that district, so yeah. it's not as significant. But it, it there is rippling impact. So, so what did you look at uh, this year? You know, in years past, sometimes we've done a countdown yep. of our top stories. This year was a little different. Kind of did by topic. Yeah, we did. Uh, we usually do like the top ten stories of the year, and, and I know Tim's come up with some other ideas in the past. And, and this year, one of the ideas was floated around. I also believe by Tim was that. Um, let's do it by category, uh, top stories in several different categories. And I immediately jumped on that and said, yes, I like that. Uh, that's, I, I think that's a good idea. It's a different way to do things. And so we had, you know, top uh, crime stories of the year, top education stories, top entertainment stories, top political stories, which we're running a st- that story tomorrow, a uh, story that I put together, top s- sports stories of the U of I, which is a story we're running today. And then the, you know, Notable deaths in 2017. We had several of those in our, you know, in our listening area. Uh, so we had we just broke it down by that, and then found the stories that fit those categories. And the uh, so there's just so many of those that you know you had to whittle them down. You know, political stories, local, and then education stories. And there was one with Rochelle Harden. You know, she fits in the political category and the education category. But what category we want to put her in? And you just got to try to break that down. And and that was the the difficulty, the notable notable deaths. There are so many uh, that people that passed away in East Central Illinois this year that had an impact on people in one way or another. That you just, you can't list them all. Um, so you just have to figure out which one that would have the impact on the most people, people that knew that name the most. And and that's kind of how how we did that one. Do you have an idea in your head what you would consider the top stories of the year, regardless of category? Um, Yingying Zhang, I think, is uh, far and away, in my opinion, no matter what category it is. I, and, uh, and everybody else can have different opinions. But I, I, that story, it's, just, it's dominated the headlines this year, uh, dominated community thoughts. It impacted the university and the community both at the same time. Uh, it's an international story uh, because, you know, it never ties to other countries. And it's just a sad, sad story. And I think that having the video evidence of her being getting into a car and that's the last time that she had been seen if they didn't have cameras on campus some people don't like the cameras on campus but obviously law enforcement does because it helps them solve a lot of crimes and there are a lot of crimes that happen on campus not near to the level of yinging zhong of course but so i think they're critical and without that 
I don't think there's any kind of court case going on right now at all. I, I've had law enforcement say that to me, so that's not like a, my opinion. Uh, I don't I don't know if they have that one solved right now. Uh, what strikes me about it, uh, you know, it would be great. Maybe you know, or you know, it'd be great to get like Mary Shank's perspective on this too. But to have somebody who has been uh, arrested and accused of murdering, but there's no body, mm. and that we know of, and there's no um, talk that there is one, and that, and so I presumably they're still looking for it, uh-huh. unless law enforcement knows something that they're not releasing yet. Um, that's kind of extraordinary. I don't, you don't usually hear about that, and it's still not clear why. I mean. You can you always ask why when somebody does something sure. evil or heinous, but you know it's not clear that there was somebody that he really knew her had had a no, reason no, to go after her uh, and what he was intending to do. You know the f- fact that somebody gets kidnapped. You know, well, my mind immediately goes something like trafficking. Yeah, as, sure. as opposed to something this I mean, that's heinous enough, but it takes it to another level. I just want you know, assuming that this is indeed what investigators have found that they he wanted to do away with her and where'd she go and, that, and that's and, the question and how is that possible even you know i, I don't even you know it's kind of a dark thing to go down that road sure. but these are the things that law enforcement has to ask you know and think about well that's the thing is they they, they still have not uh found her body that they've told us about uh, anyway and most likely that they would tell us once they were ready to uh, if if they're when they do hopefully uh you know cross that bridge and get there um, th- that's been the difficult part, and that I- you're right. It is it's very unique that there is a uh, trial going on. That well, it's not going on. We'll start uh, in February. As of right now, it's going to start February 27th. That's that. There's no body associated with this, but they have so much forensic evidence that they've mentioned in court, and there's and so much you know other pieces that they have. They were able to piece this together. And for a while, it was just that she is presumed dead, but now they're saying that she is. They just don't have her body, so they have some kind of evidence to prove to them to investigators and and uh, forensic ana- you know all the forensic analysis has shown them that it's she is dead uh, they just don't know they just have not been able to find her body and that's and that's a difficult part and that, that's why that case continues to draw attention uh her family has since gone back uh to china the, the, her mom is not feeling very well she was here for a brief time period but she's she has some uh some issues that she's dealing with physically and that she's trying to get healthy uh, and it was just better for them to go back home, but they will come back when it's necessary. Uh, but that I that that case was easily the, in my opinion, the the number one in any category this year, just because of the notoriety internationally of that case. My, I don't know about you, but I would say my other top story of the year. I think Ying Ying is the the top story, but I think the second most important story of the year is actually a sports story and the hiring of Brad Underwood. Now I know there's certain segment of the population could care less about sports and maybe I'm biased uh, because I work in covering the Illini, obviously. But I think the impact of Illinois basketball is pretty far reaching. Sure. And it has an impact on the rest of the community, whether or not you're a fan of basketball. And it's the most important sport to this, to this university. It's the most important sport to this town, at least at this juncture. It hasn't had the success uh, in the last decade plus, really, since uh, D. Brown and James Augustine graduated, which was a year after the Final Four run. Uh, there's been very little to no success uh, since that time, but it still captivates attention of fans. It's it's just they are just 
grasping and, and clasping any potential success that the team could have. And, and it, he's Brad Underwood has provided a shot in the arm for that. And I, I think there's some excitement level because of his success as a head coach prior to coming to Illinois for straight NCAA tournaments, uh, although I believe that's in danger this year. But uh, the Brackenwrights win was a, a nice win to add to the resume. Not a great win, but a nice win. I, I think that obviously, along with, and you can hear that story in our newscast throughout the day today, there was four different coaches hired this year, the athletic facilities announcements this year, uh, and then the, the exploration of potentially adding Division One hockey at the University of Illinois, which people have been clamoring for uh, in some corners in this community for a long time. I've never uh, gone to a hockey game. There's the, the club team here at the U of I, uh, but I've just heard rave reviews about the fan interest and attendance. And so that, uh, that one, and that's why that's the U of I sports made one of our top lists, uh, made as far as a category was one of our categories this year, just because so much happened with U of I athletics this year. Um, whether it be the war chant, I mean, that's a, I mean, that going away, I don't need to tell you <laughs> what kind of reaction that created. Yeah. I would, that's probably, you know, I, Not in, in terms of sports, itself. but yeah, in terms of sports, I mean, Brad Underwood's hiring and, you know, following John Gross's firing those two things put together yeah. and then the related recruiting basketball recruiting things are mm-hmm. kind of all there. But mm-hmm. the, I think the other big story is, is the war chant. It really, it was the, a major topic of conversation mm-hmm. and it's another thing that affects more than just fans sure. because it Im, you know it has impact on those who really care uh who are feeling impacted by you know maybe feeling marginalized by the whole thing and it's it's a thing that kind of ripples out beyond just somebody who goes to a game so i i think that that story was huge uh, as well when it came to sports this year and some other nice you know, really nice sports moments. Uh, you know, Illinois volleyball making the Sweet 16 after not being in the tournament for a year on, in Chris Thomas's first mm-hmm. year. Illinois softball repeats m- making the NCAA's. Men's golf is in the Final Four again. The chance for another national uh, for a chance for a national championship. Isaiah Martinez almost had a mm-hmm. three-peat as mm-hmm. a wrestling national champion. So a lot of good things on the on the field on the court this year for Illinois sports. Yeah, and that, so it was that always generates a lot of uh, attention. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, Tim did a story. Uh, uh, some big entertainment news this year was uh, Garth Brooks and all of his shows that he oh, had yeah. here. That was just uh, they, I mean, the people that came from all over. This that wasn't just a you know Champagne Urbana story, just because the concerts were here. I mean, that drew people on from all over the place. Uh, he has such a wide ranging following across the country, and people came from pretty far away to come to his concerts here and. Uh, Worst kept secret in town, right? Oh, it was for some time. And I know people tried to sit on it and keep it quiet, and there was just no way that was going to continue to happen. And I think that you know, we we didn't do much on it prior to them officially announcing because we just couldn't get anybody to say, yes, it's coming, it's going to be here this weekend, and he's going to do this number of shows and you know things like that. You know, If we don't get that information from someone official, we're not going to say it. But it was, it, was a, it was a secret that was not – a secret, if you will. The, the other secret about when a guy like Garth Brooks comes into town is the number of shows because it's a thing he does and some other groups out there do it where, okay, we're in for, I don't even know what the original was, two nights or three nights. Yeah, uh, the original. The then, but, hey, we've added a show, you know, yeah. because because ticket sales have been so good. And they, they, they probably know already that that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but, but apparently he just puts on a great show. Mm-hmm. Rock the house. Uh, he one day did two shows. Yeah, and it was on, every, on the Saturday. Yep. Yeah, 
that amount of energy that he's bringing is pretty incredible, and and it brought in a lot of people from around the area. It was a good day, I, a good weekend. Yeah, I'd wanted to go and just wasn't able to wasn't able to do it, and I've never been to one of his concerts. But there are people who go to his concerts over and over and over again. Uh, they just have like a they just that's what they do. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, politics. You mentioned Rochelle Harden and the the issue over there at Parkland. Yeah, and we and we did that. We used Rochelle Harden in the education category, uh, just because of the, the being at Parkland. Uh, the politics uh, tomorrow. The top. Uh, we'll you break that down tomorrow for you. So stay tuned for that. Of course, you can go to our website uh, wdws.com for all of our year end review reports. Um, you know, we had so we had last week. We started on Thursday with uh, local entertainment, which was Garth and, and some others, Abby Foster. Then uh, Friday of last week, we had the local education stories. Yesterday, we had uh, local notable deaths here in 2017. And then we, and then today, we're running the U of I sports story. Then tomorrow, we'll have politics, top local politics stories of the year. And then Friday will be the top crime stories of the year. And we break those down. And uh, there were other crime stories. But so we mentioned Ying Ying, but there are several other ones uh, that made the list in East Central Illinois and our entire listening area here this year. And uh, it's it's kind of fun to put these together, uh, just to kind of sit down and have the meeting and hash them out. And, you know, one person, Tim or Carol or News Director Carol Burrell may go, well, I have this. Is, I think this is a top story. And I may go, well, I don't think that's really that big of a deal. And we may just go back and forth. And it's it's kind of fun to do that. All right. I want to uh, set up something here that uh, Tim Dittman has put together. And this is a package that he's done I- inspired by uh, something out there that's called the Millennium Mix with Auld Lang Syne, and it looks back at some of the top sound bites from American history in the 20th century. So Tim has done the 2017 version of this as it relates to local stories and uh, news. So let's get to that. Without further ado, the 2017 mix put together by Tim Dittman. A lot of friends that maybe held opinions that I found unfavorable have come around to the issues that I have brought up and they understand that these are real problems. I don't do grandstanding events and I never will do grandstanding events. Just told him like, hey, look, here's the deal. I'm sorry to tell you this, but this opportunity arose and it's good for me and my family and we're going to take off. The job went to Susan Zola, someone who has worked closely with the current superintendent, Judy Wiegand, and others all over the district. Police say Morales had been drinking earlier in the day to celebrate unofficial St. Patrick's Day. However, they don't know how intoxicated he was when he fell to his death. I dream big, and I dream bigger. And winning national championship is something that can happen here, and I want to be a part of that. Why Illinois? And I was talking to someone last night, and I think the great question is, why not? What a great place. We offered voters a choice, and and it's the only election out of 11 races in Urbana where where people will have a choice, and I'm very proud of that. There's one school that stood out above the rest. It has everything I was looking for, a world-class academic reputation, a passionate fan base, 
great history and tradition. A style of play that is exciting and turns and it offers me the opportunity to be the start of something big. There's something about a town that never forgets its traditions and its people are damn loyal. This place bleeds orange. Every single day is another opportunity for learning, for further improvement. If you mistakenly think you've finished learning because you've mastered your craft or just turned in all of your term papers, then you open the door for bitterness to take hold. There was information, uh, rumors put out that he had been beaten or that there was some sort of an incident that led to his death. And um, I would be comfortable saying at this point that we have no information or evidence to support that story. Dave took a chance on me. Over and above his day job, it was his role to train us and mentor us as young journalists, knowing someday we would leave Champaign and leave his environment. Keep the angels laughing, dear friend, and tell them from all of us, Tony Clements was a very, very good man. Get your hands up. I'm sorry. I'm Get your hands up. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. The investigation is ongoing. Uh, it will be thorough. Uh, as we get more information and we're able to release information, we'll do so to the public. 27-year-old Brent Christensen of Champaign, he's charged in a criminal complaint that alleges that he kidnapped Yingying Zhang on June 9th. And law enforcement sources believe at this point that uh, Yingying Zhang is no longer alive. I think the issues of public corruption are something that are, is very prominent in voters' minds because people have this sense that they're being asked to play by one set of rules and that politicians are playing by another. In our football games, uh, we've used it less and less in the third down situations because it, quite frankly, did not engage our fans like our video board does. Our final semifinalist going on to compete for the crown, America. You chose Miss Illinois, Abby Foster. What we did is uh, work with them to install a gas water separator in uh, the homes that were, were uh, wanted to have it. 911, where's your emergency? Um, I'm at Matthew High School, and I believe there's a shooting in the hallway. Here is Benner, all alone, throws it over here, and it's caught, and we win! We win! The championship! And we are about to make history, going live on the air for the first time, at least in this iteration of things, from 15 Mainham. Nice package put together by Tim Dittman, and that's also at our website, WDWS.com, and you can hear all those sound bites. News Talk 1400, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, Hour 2 coming up. CBS News, on the hour. I'm Peter King. The snowblowers are at it in Erie, Pennsylvania, after getting as much as five feet of snow in 36 hours. John Pavlinko's secret to clearing it all away. I spent a good hour just on the end of the driveway. Plus, it was higher than the snowblower, so take little cuts, and eventually you get through it. Much of the northern half.
Below freezing in St. Germain, Wisconsin, it's 20 below. WRJO's Bruce Marcus. People living in the northern part of the Badger State are used to very cold weather, but when temperatures fall to 15 or 20 below, it's tough to cope. It's brutal with the wind. I don't like it. I'd rather be in Florida, there's no doubt. This man is trying to be philosophical about the cold wave. I've been up here for 45 years, you just go with the flow. This cold wave is expected to let up Thursday, when the high temperature could reach 5 above. Bruce Marcus for CBS News, St. Germain, Wisconsin. The brother of disgraced National Security Advisor Michael Flynn wants him pardoned. Your CBS is Stephen Portnoy. Joseph Flynn cites what he calls the apparent and obvious illegitimacy of the way his brother arrived at a plea deal. Michael Flynn has admitted lying to FBI agents about discussing U.S. sanctions with Russia before President Trump took office. To avoid further charges, Flynn has agreed to cooperate with Robert Mueller's investigation. Earlier this month, Mr. Trump said he didn't want to talk about pardoning Flynn yet, that we'll see what happens. Could Russian cyber attacks threaten the upcoming U.S. elections? Former Congressman Mike Rogers and the CIA's former Deputy Director Michael Morell say yes in a piece in today's Washington Post. Morell is also a CBS News national security contributor. He says Vladimir Putin is on a mission to weaken the U.S. The greatest threat to him is democracy in Russia. And if he can undermine it in the United States, if he can undermine it in Western Europe, he can raise questions in his own country about the value of democracy. Virginia elections officials will let the courts decide who wins a state house race that ended in a tie. Spokeswoman Dina Potter says they had planned to draw names from a bowl right about now. Chairman of the State Board of Elections basically said that a drawing should be done as a, as a last resort. So he would let everything else take its course before they decided to draw. The New York Times reports four North Korean defectors who live near a nuclear test site are showing symptoms of radiation poisoning. Reporter Charles Dorland is in Seoul. There is reports of one having anthrax antibodies, making people think that perhaps North Korea is working on different weapons other than just nuclear. There is also a a defector that came recently who had large parasites in his stomach. The Dow is up 42 points. This is CBS News. Honesty, integrity, experience. From the people you know and trust. CBS News, original reporting. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I shopped the many highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $27 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-457-1337. That's 800-457-1337. 800-457-1337. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. And good morning, Brian Barnhart in the DWS newsroom. A look at local news here at 10.04, minus 3 degrees in downtown Champaign. Wind chill about minus 10, minus 11. And this uh, update brought to you by our friends at Luther Falls Custom Kitchens, now in their new location, 2706 North Mattis Avenue, 
in Champaign, visit lutherfalls.com. We've been looking back at a busy year in a lot of ways here, as we usually do between Christmas and New Year's. And we continue our look today at the top stories in our area in 2017, a busy year for athletics at the University of Illinois, several coaching changes, announcements for new facilities. Here's Michael Kaiser. In the first few months of the year, Illini volleyball coach Kevin Hambly left for Stanford. Then women's basketball coach Matt Bolan and men's basketball coach John Gross were both fired. And women's gymnastics coach Kim Landris left for NC State. Athletic director Josh Woman hired Chris Thomas for volleyball, Natalie Walsh for gymnastics, Nancy Fay for women's basketball, and Brad Underwood for men's basketball. I dream big, and I dream bigger. And winning national championship is something that can happen here, and I want to be a part of that. And I want to help. I want to help lead this program to that. And and when when your director of athletics has that same vision, that that was important for me. Underwood was then able to secure two big commitments. There's one school that stood out above the rest. It has everything I was looking for: a world-class academic reputation, a passionate fan base, a great great history and tradition, a style of play that is exciting and turns. And it offers me the opportunity to be the start of something big, to leave my mark, to helping me take one of the best college programs back to the top again. That was Illinois Mr. Basketball Mark Smith, who was joined in November by potentially the next Mr. Basketball in the state in Io Dosumu. Meanwhile, the U of I also announced plans for a new football performance center, including a Dick Buckus statue and a new joint facility for track and field and for soccer. And one familiar tune at Illinois sporting events came to an end in 2017. That's the war chant, which will no longer be played at games. And another highlight with U of I athletics in 2017 is that the school announced that it is exploring the possibility of adding hockey as a Division I sport. I'm Michael Kaiser. And if you miss any of our year-in-review reports, you can hear them at WDWS.com. Tomorrow we take a look back at the top political stories of 2017. And the uh, Champaign County Coroner has released the names of the two passengers killed in that crash in a rural part of the county yesterday. Coroner Dwayne Northrup says 78-year-old Karen Schonk and 55-year-old Jennifer Tracy, both of Robinson, died in that accident. Autopsies for the two victims scheduled for today. That crash occurred around 1230 yesterday afternoon south of Philo. We'll take a break, hear from our sponsor, and come back with the forecast in just a moment. Deanna from Luther <laughs> Falls. You guys have been moving and shaking. We have. We have changed our showroom. We are now out on North Mattis. We've combined our showroom with the fabrication shop. You can come out there and actually see the stone being cut. By the uh, oldest fabrication team in all of it is. central Illinois. My grandson is the fourth generation stone cutter. We average about 500 kitchen and bath countertops a year. Actually, this week, we're going to be getting in about 70 slabs. So we're going to have a nice variety for people to come out and from. Don't forget bathrooms either, right? Right. We are now doing it where we can take it from coming in, doing the design, doing the tear out, doing the install. So it'd be a turnkey project. Now we're actually doing kitchen, baths, and closets. And we started selling tile. We have both granite and quartz starting at 55 a square foot. The final price that we will give you will include everything but your plumber and your faucet. And the website is? Lutherfalls.com. Luther Falls Custom Kitchens, 2706 North Mattis, Champaign. Weather today, again, a windchill advisory in effect until late this morning for a majority of the listening area, and windchills in the range of 15 to 25 below zero. 
Uh, cold, obviously. Sunny, a high around 10 today. We'll see if we make it. Very cold tonight, down to 2 above. Not as cold, relatively speaking, tomorrow. Partly sunny and a high of 19. Snow on the way, Greg says, for Friday with a high of 22. 40% chance of snow on Friday. Could have 1 to 2 inches on Saturday with a 60% chance of that and a high of 11. And then a peek ahead to New Year's Day morning. Bitter cold, 9 below New Year's Day morning with a high of 13. That's all. It's not bad, <laughs> That's is it? That's all. The way to start the year. I feel like we're getting our weather justice this week <laughs> okay. because we had pretty nice fall and early yeah, winter. That's okay. It's yeah. that time of year. Got to got to kill the bugs, right? Yeah. Is that what they say? I'm trying to head south next week, but where I'm going, I'm told it's not going to be that much warmer. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's cold enough here. Minus three on the big board here. And to 10.09, our update brought to you by Luther Falls Custom Kitchens. And Scott returns with more Penny for Your Thoughts next. Thanks much, Brian. And I am Scott Beatty with you till 11 o'clock and uh, with you during the 9 to 11 Penny for Your Thoughts uh, the rest of this week as well before Brian will slide into the host chair on a permanent basis, succeeding uh, Jim Turpin. Uh, actually, tomorrow, 10 o'clock, on the Money with Paul Rudy. And the folks from Rudy Wealth Management will be here. They usually do their Tuesday show, but with that being the day after Christmas yesterday, they're sliding that over to Thursday. Tom Kasich is here from the News Gazette, one of the few that didn't take the week off. Yeah, it's pretty pretty uh, barren in that newsroom right now. <laughs> and cold, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened at this building here, but it's a... Uh, it, nothing makes sense temperature-wise around here. The heater went on vacation, too. <laughs> it's pretty... My unofficial recording, uh, reporting of the uh, temperature in there is 63. Inside. 63 and degrees inside, yeah. yeah. Well, at least it keeps the blood moving then. Yep, yep. You have to keep, <laughs> moving, have to keep moving around. Uh, well, Happy New Year to you. Uh, thanks for coming in. Wanted to catch your thoughts on uh, what's going on here at the end of the year and uh, what's coming up in 2018. Start with uh, what you were talking about today in the News Gazette and UI enrollment. They're doing all right. Not everybody else is, yeah, at least in the state, but U of I is doing okay. It was a bad year for uh, higher education enrollment, or is a bad year for higher education enrollment in most parts of the state. Uh, you know, you could say it's a bad year in the whole state, really. But, hey, we have a budget, so that's an improvement. And for we're now. We're paying down some bills, so things are... Things are better in that respect. At Parkland College, they have sort of an inverse when the economy is down and employment is down, enrollment's up because people go to school then. Right. They don't have anything else to do. I don't know if it's the same in four-year institutions, but I think they might see a, a, a downturn in enrollment right now because there's more employment because going on again. Yes, because the economy's pretty good. So, yeah, they're, they're, uh, their enrollment's been down for a few years now, and part of it is because they've had a raised tuition substantially the last few years because there's not enough state there is there's been very little state funding for higher education so uh yeah things are tough at parkland things are tough at the u of i things are tough all over yeah and i don't know there's ever been a time when everybody's felt like hey things are going great for education right now and funding i mean that's an area everybody always feels that more uh, is needed the last time i mean i'm pretty old so i remember back in the 70s when things were pretty good uh, there were years when, you know, under Thompson, when uh, the state was, you know, the state was booming, uh, the economy was great, 
stuff, you know, things were being built in Champaign-Urbana. Uh, people were getting raises at the OVI, enrollment at Parkland and the OVI was up. So, but that's been a long time. <laughs> that is, uh, yeah, that's a few years ago. Uh, the right now, we have a budget. You said, but mm -hmm. is it when's the? I've been hearing there's going to be another battle come 2018. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's what I hear from people. They're not, they're expecting that uh, the two sides will not work together like they did this year, and that the Dems and the Republicans will fight over the budget. And uh, we'll, we could go back to a year when uh, there is no budget, or there's a there's a you know a, a not a full budget. So um, you know, it's it's there's an election in November, and, and everything will will revolve around that. Unfortunately. Well, last time in 2016, they just said we're not going to touch it until after the election because nobody wants to get moved out of office or put because of how they voted right. or right. how they participated in that. Right. So, um, yeah, you know, there there are two, two schools of thought on that because these people are up for re-election or election in November that maybe they'll get, get along and uh, come to some sort of a – uh, significant agreement on on the budget, but then there's others that think that uh, they have to stake out their positions, both the Dems and the Republicans, and and they're not going to cooperate. So we'll see. Tom Kasich's here with us. If you want to weigh in, you can on our Castle Heating and Cooling text line two one seven three five one five three five seven, and the phone number is three five six nine three nine seven. Welcome you to join in. Wanted to switch, switch to the national side of things and this tax reform that has gone through. It it, it all seems to be, depend on who you ask, whether this is a good thing or a bad thing for the pockets of the middle class. Uh, it seems like this is good to say the people who put it together, the people who voted against it. No, it isn't. It's going to be bad. Why can't we find out if it's going to be good or bad? Or you know, is there a place you go to to really look at? what this will mean and what this will do that doesn't ha have a bias. There are there are a couple groups that have put out uh, projections on what it does. And I think fundamentally uh, most people will benefit, but the question is who benefits more. So most middle middle income and lower income people will, will get some sort of a tax relief from it. Uh, the, the average I think is, is like $1,600. But uh, if you're if you're wealthy, it's going to be significantly more, and if you're poor, it's going to be significantly less. So um, everybody will, n almost everybody will benefit, but it's just a matter of degree. So I think you know that's going to be the, uh, the talking points of both parties for the next uh, eleven months until the election. You're going to hear from Rodney Davis, our congressman, who says that overall everybody's going to come out. Uh, most people are going to come out much better with this, and that it's a, it'll it'll improve the economy, and uh, and then the the Democrats will say, yeah, but uh, the rich people get the best uh, best end of it. So, um, rich people know. always get the best end of things. Yeah, sort of. But that's why they're rich. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they've yeah. already gotten the yeah. best end, and they have the ability to keep getting the best end. Right. So, um, uh, that's you know we're going to hear about. It's going to be uh, eleven, you know, eleven months of TV commercials and radio commercials, which is good for you guys. But uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know if, if listeners and, and viewers want to sit through a lot of TV uh, spots about 
politicians because you know the guys in Illinois are going to spend millions if it's Rauner versus Pritzker. And there's certainly going to be a lot of money spent in this congressional race, too. Uh, Davis w- has already a million dollars. I'm sure he's got more than that now, but he had a million dollars as of September 30th. And whoever uh, opposes him will will have uh, pretty good funding, too. There's a lot of folks vying for his opposition on the, on yeah, the ticket in November. Yeah, it's going to be a good congressional race. It's going to be a very good race uh, in 2018, much better than 2016. So well, he made it look for a little while like the 13th was just a red district. But that's not always the case, and it's been more competitive in previous elections. Can this be tight again? Oh, yeah. I, th- I think it will be tight. Um, you know, this is going to – this has every the earmarks of a, of a good uh, Democratic dis- – a good Democratic uh, year nationally. Uh, you know, you got an unpopular Congress and you got an unpopular president that ought to argue for uh, people being unhappy and, and uh, wanting a change. So uh, the ge- all the generic polling s- shows that Democrats are favored by double digits – so that ought to make th- that will certainly make the 13th district uh, race much tighter than it was last year. If people are doing better though with their checking accounts and their savings accounts, s- you know what's the old line? It's the economy, stupid. Yeah. If things are going better overall financially, doesn't that favor then the the Republicans? It should, but like I said, uh, you've got you've still got a very unpopular president. And the Congress is always unpopular, and just as as uh, just as unpopular now as it's ever been. And you've, you're going to have this argument about who fares better uh, with the changes under the Trump administration. Uh, administration, you know, if if the thought is that the rich people are getting richer and the poor people aren't doing as well, and that you're, we're taking your health care away from you, and uh, there's been nothing to help the middle class, then the Democrats will prevail. We're talking with Tom Kasich here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. We're back with more. You can join us. Calls at 356-9397. Text us, Castle Heating and Cooling, text line 351-5357. Your call is now first in line and will be answered by the next available representative. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for holding. How may I assist you? Hi, yes, um... We were just broken into, and we need a home security system. Oh, sorry. Wrong department. Please hold. The best home security isn't hard to get. With Simply Safe, you can get comprehensive, professionally monitored home security online without the hold time or runaround. Each Simply Safe system is a thoughtfully assembled security arsenal. From entry and motion sensors to a high-definition security camera, you'll have everything you need to keep your family safe. CNET called it comprehensive, easy-to-use protection, naming it Editor's Choice for Home Security. Order now, and in a few days, be protected 24-7. Right now, save big with Simply Safe for the new year. Get $200 off our most popular home security system at simplysafe.com new. Hurry. Offer ends January 2nd. Hey, down there. It's the roof. How you doing? We haven't talked in a while. 
I'm trying to cover you all year round, but with the hail damage, missing shingles, and lots of wrinkles, I'm old and tired. Let's bring me back to life with Bash Pepper Roofing. Hi, I'm Cord Schroeder, owner of Bash Pepper Roofing. Call Bash Pepper today for your free, no-obligation estimate for an honest price, reliable service, and the highest quality for all your roofing needs. Large or small, we cover it all. Bash Pepper Roofing, 352-2200, or online at bashpepper.com. Market volatility has become a fact of life. What does this mean for your investments? Are you prepared for the risk volatility poses to your portfolio? Should you consider changing your specific holdings or the mix of assets in your account? Mark Cushing, a financial advisor with Morgan Stanley, can give you insights about these and other questions and can suggest strategies that may help you better prepare for the market's ups and downs. Please call Mark Cushing, financial advisor of the Champaign branch, 217-351-3630. That's Mark Cushing, 217-351-3630. Investments and services are offered through Morgan Stanley, Smith Barney, LLC. Member SIPC. Make 2018 the year you get on the dance floor. The Regent Ballroom in Savoy specializes in group classes to teach beginners how to enjoy the simple pleasures of moving to music. Enroll now for the Regent's classes that start in the beginning of January. Singles and couples are welcome. In fact, you can try three weeks of the Regent's beginner classes for just $35. Make the decision to try something new and exercise your body, mind, and spirit. Call or visit RegentBallroom.com for more info. Winter is going to be settling in. What are you going to do if you run into a problem on a cold, windy day? What are you going to do if your car won't start? What are you going to do if you get a flat tire? What are you going to do if you lock your keys in the car? You're going to call Tatman's Towing, the most trusted roadside service in downstate Illinois. Jim Hampton and his team, a simple phone call away, 328-2424, 328-2424, Tatman's Towing. They are ready to come to your rescue any time of the day or night. 365 days out of the year. Make sure you have their number programmed in your phone. Make sure your kids have that number programmed into their phones because there might be an opportunity that they run into a jam. They can't get a hold of you. What are they going to do? They're going to call Tatman's Towing. 328-2424. 328-2424. Tatman's Towing. Get caught up on the latest local news, sports, and weather on the DWS News Hour presented by ABC Heating and Air. Join us this afternoon at 4 here on News Talk 1400. Ten twenty-two. Penny for your thoughts. Sorry to report it's minus 3 degrees right now. But it's that time of year. Join us if you like. Scott Beatty here with Tom Kasich. 356-9397 is the number to call. And Stan is on the line. Good morning, Stan. Good morning, gentlemen. It's awfully cold out here, and I don't like it one tiny little bit. It just builds um, character. No, it makes me cold. <laughs> and I already have enough character for more than one person anyway. So, Fair enough. With, with, with those good thoughts in mind, may I suggest that if you want to know uh, how the tax cuts that the Republicans by themselves, without any kind of public hearings, without any kind of consultation with Democrats, without allowing Democrats in the conference room while they were writing the legislation, if you want to know how the tax cut bill is going to affect people, <clears throat> all you have to do is to go to the mouth of Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell put this tax cut bill together. It has a $1.5 trillion 
deficit and adds that to the budget. Paul Ryan has spent his entire political career trying to kill Social Security. And just yesterday, he said that they were going to have to look at entitlements to pay for the tax bill. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he did say that, but McConnell said that they're not going to do that. So uh, the House could try it, but it's not going to get through the Senate. So, uh, and, and I can't imagine they do that in an election year anyway. That that seems like touching the third rail uh, and just hanging Ryan's on. Not, Ryan's not running again. He is going to go after Social Security. He's going to start setting that stage so the Republicans can destroy Social Security as soon as they get dis- through destroying uh, medical care for low and middle income people. Well, Ryan is running again um, in his district in in Washington, uh, Wisconsin. So, uh, wh- whether he runs for Speaker of the House again is is undetermined. But uh, he's definitely running for re-election. I thought he uh, withdrew. No, no. Okay. Well, I'll double check that. And uh, Social Security is on the chopping block. Thanks, Stan, for weighing in. Appreciate it. Yep. Thanks for calling. Yep. Yep. Three five six nine three nine seven. If you want to also join the conversation, you can also text us at three five one five three five seven. I did read an article. I think it was in Political about Paul Ryan wanting to basically get out of it and and be done. But uh, I think I can't remember. Maybe it was just referring to Speaker of the House and not just being in. Congress, but that seems to be pretty time-consuming yeah. on its own. He, yeah, he's definitely running for re-election. He's got a cons- uh, he's got uh, a primary opponent, uh, so it's possible he won't win. But um, yeah, he's definitely running for re-election. Don is up next on Penny for your thoughts. Hi, Don. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Uh, for Stan, it's called hate, and he can't stop. <laughs> he just can't stop hating. Uh, Stan would be the guy at your job, if, if everybody got a raise, Stan would gripe about it. He would tell you how it's bad for the company and bad for the employees. You know, we're putting more money in people's pockets. Come on now. These guys, this is what they're going to do to election time, is tell you how bad putting more money in your pocket is. Yeah. They're going to tell you, they're going to run on taking your raise, your tax cut away from you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and I just don't think it's going to. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're you're right. I mean, that's going to be. Uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of uh, TV ads about uh, the unfairness of the tax cut. That yeah, sure you got one, but yours is uh, only temporary, while the corporate cuts are are permanent, and yours isn't as big as the uh, corporate and wealthy cut uh, tax cuts. But um, yeah. Right. And, you know, the, the people that say, oh, wow, you just got a $1,000 bonus. That was it. That's an elitist. That is an elitist. When somebody says that's all you got, that's an elitist. Yeah. And stand to think that 30 million people are going to be without insur- insurance. Okay, I got, I got news flashes for you, Stan. 30 million people don't want it. <laughs> Appreciate the call, Don. Thanks all for right. weighing in. Yep. I, I guess it's always spin, right? How you look right, at it. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, people are going to lose their health care coverage, and um, I don't, I don't know how that's going to sell. But uh, there, there is a lot of unhappiness. There obviously has been a lot of unhappiness with uh, Obamacare. But on the other hand, uh, people are signing up for it, and they seem to be happy. So, uh, yeah, it's all about spin and your own individual uh, situation. Is it 
concerning that there's a bigger deficit? I guess it depends yeah, you on know, who you ask. That's the, that's the really interesting thing that, you know, Paul Ryan was always a, a deficit hawk. Um, and a lot of these guys were, and all of a sudden there's no talk of it. <laughs> They're at 1.5. And, and the, the other thing is the economy's pretty good. Why would you want to stimulate the, the economy even more with a $1.5 trillion tax package uh, that's kind of a roll of the dice, whether you know whether it really will improve the economy when the economy's already doing pretty well. Yeah, and that doesn't mean every individual is doing well. And they, but yeah, generally the I mean, in, you know, uh, tax collections are up, uh, employment is up, uh, the stock market is way up, so the economy's doing pretty pretty well. The base for Trump tended to be those that were having hard economic times in the Rust Belt, right? In uh, I guess low middle class America, uh, but not necessarily in the cities themselves, but more in rural America. rural areas. Yeah, uh, and so maybe you know maybe some of those folks are still having the hard times, so it looks good to them. Mm-hmm. But then there's, unfortunately, you can't solve everybody's problems. No, with one with fell one swoop. Thing. No, yeah, no. Indeed. Well, Tom, appreciate you stopping by. Great to be here. Yeah, it's what, warmer in here. What are your next endeavors uh, in the paper? Uh, tomorrow I will have a story updating the Kickapoo Rail Trail and uh, maybe, I don't know, I hope to talk to Congressman Davis this week and maybe some other people. We'll he sent out a mailing about this tax reform and yeah. said the, it had a picture of the postcard for your taxes, too. The, yeah, the which simple. I don't think is going to happen. Yeah, I, that, <laughs> that was what confused me. Like, is this really happening? We're getting the postcard tax 1040s or whatever? No. Uh, I think that was done before the, the, the whole tax deal was uh, worked out but so it was a pre a mailing for in case it wasn't <laughs> it was a premature mailing yeah i think that's right <laughs> didn't quite turn out the way you wanted but uh-huh. most of it did appreciate it tom we'll talk to you again soon all right see ya tom Kasich at the news gazette we look at our news now it's 10 30 minus three degrees i'm a little more on time now brian Yes, we are. Thank you. <laughs> you're the one. You're the one driving. I'm. I'm just in the back seat here. What is it? Mike Hale always says, uh, "We're just. It's your world. I'm just living in it." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's All right. Your world. We're just following along. News with Brian Barnhart. All right, and the news at uh, 10:30 here, brought to you by F.E. Moran Security Solutions, protecting what matters most to you. Israel's transportation minister pushing ahead with a plan to. Dig a railway tunnel under Jerusalem's old city, passing near holy sites belonging to Jews, Christians, and Muslims, and ending at the Western Wall. Snow continues to pile up in Erie, Pennsylvania. Forecasters there warn of frigid and sub-zero Arctic air and dangerously cold wind chills in much of the U.S. A storm in Erie, Pennsylvania, brought more than 62 inches since December 23rd, an additional 2 to 4 inches predicted for today. A Fisher teenager has avoided going to juvenile prison in a fatal crash where she admitted to having cocaine in her system. Judge Tom DeFonis this morning sentenced the 16-year-old to two years probation. She earlier pleaded guilty to aggravated driving under the influence, which is a Class II felony. Another identical charge was dismissed in exchange for the plea. Prosecutors say on April 23rd of this year, the teen crashed a pickup truck on a rural road near Rantoul. The passenger, 34-year-old Damon Mosley, a fisher, died of his injuries. Tests later revealed the teen had cocaine in her system. 
We'll take a break, hear from our sponsor, and bring you the markets and the forecast next. Protecting your home and family, you better have a plan. Keep them safe from harm with the home alarm from F.E. Moran. Home invasions are on the rise all across the land. But they'll think twice when they see the sign for F.E. Moran. Don't wait till it's too late. It's time to make a stand. Call 877-F.E. Moran. F.E. Moran. Alarm. All right, and the Dow is up 32 at this hour, usually a light trading week between the holidays. NASDAQ up 13, the S&P is up 3. Unseasonably cold today, sunny. Greg still calling for a high near 10. Very cold tonight, increasingly cloudy, a low near 2. And then tomorrow, not as cold and partly sunny with a high of 19. Friday, some snow showers developing at a high of 22, 40% chance of snow, and then a 60% chance of snow on Saturday. Could have one to two inches accumulation, a low of seven and a high of 11. Right now in Champaign-Urbana, trying to get to the uh, zero degree mark here. We're at 1032. This update brought to you by F.E. Moran Security Solutions. I'm Brian Barnhart, DWS News. Oh, sure, mankind invented the wheel, but does anyone remember the guy's name who did it? Well, my guy at Tire Barn didn't invent tires, but he's really good at making sure you get the best deals on them. And right now, I'm offering savings up to $250 on four select Goodyear tires when you pay with your drive card. Plus, free nitrogen inflation, a free alignment check, and free lifetime tire rotations with every purchase. For details and to find the store nearest you, visit TireBarn.com. TireBarn. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money radio show. At Rudy Wealth Management, we specialize in retirement planning only. We speak all things retirement, and our specialization means that we add value to our clients' lives well beyond portfolio management. We can help you make all the important decisions that come with creating a secure retirement. We will help you determine how much you can spend in retirement, which means we help you plan your other income around the fact that 85% of your Social Security might be taxed. By carefully coordinating your Social Security claiming strategy with Roth conversion strategies and paying attention to retiree-specific tax planning issues, we make sure that you won't pay one more penny in taxes than you should. We also help you with your health care insurance decisions, including long-term care, along with housing lifestyle choices such as aging in place versus a continuing care retirement community. We will also make sure that you have all your key estate planning documents up to date. To schedule your no-cost initial visit with one of our certified financial planner professionals, you can go to RudyWealth.com or call 356-1400. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist. God has a purpose for us on this earth. We spend most of our waking hours at work, so we need a plan for putting our faith into action. Savoy United Methodist is hosting the Work as Worship Retreat simulcast on February 23rd. This is Paul Taylor, your host. We promise a great meal and great company for just 25 bucks. We have a fantastic lineup of speakers, including Patrick Lencioni, Joel Manby, and Phil Vischer. Sign up at workasworshipretreat.org. Enter Savoy in the search box. Hope to see you there. You owe over $10,000 in back taxes. You've called every tax firm out there. They all say the same thing, making promises they never keep, and you're sick of it. What you really need is a new start on your back taxes. If you're faced with garnishments, levies, audits, or years of unfiled tax returns, we'll fight to get you the new start you deserve. Call 1-800-733-0145. 
Our new start program will stop collection efforts, remove any liens the IRS has in place, and help you reduce your back taxes by as much as 80%. That's right, 80%. Don't wait until another tax season ends and another year of penalties and interest are added to your balance. If you owe at least $10,000 to the IRS and need a new start on your back taxes, call 1-800-733-0145. That's 1-800-733-0145. Let the professionals at Coast One Financial Group fight to get you the new start you deserve again that's 1-800-733-0145 it's the latest in sports tonight on sports talk with me scott Beatty and scott ritchie we'll have the topics of the day join us at five o'clock tonight on dws and wdws.com hey we've hit zero we're at zero for our temperature right now Things are looking more positive, I guess. It's cold out there. Thanks for staying with us and hoping we're helping you on this morning. It's 1037. I'm Scott Beatty filling in here on a penny for your thoughts. Brian Barnhart takes over on Tuesday, January 2nd. I'll be with you the rest of the week on our text line. 217 Texter says, seems Stan has forgotten the Democrats left the Republicans out of Obamacare altogether. Stan needs to spend more time with Bobby, and they can continue to hate anybody that does not agree with them. If you got thoughts to weigh in on, 3515357 is a Castle Heating and Cooling text line. I want to introduce to somebody that you may be familiar with as a reader to the News Gazette, may not. It's Aldo Toledo, one of the newest reporters and uh, brand spanking new to not only the News Gazette, but the area as well. Aldo, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm glad to be here. Now, Aldo is actually short for, let's see if I can get this right, Adalberto? Yeah, that's perfect, actually. Adalberto, and uh, Toledo is Toledo, uh, just like the city. Yeah. So you are, essentially, when Marcus Jackson left the News Gazette, that created an opening, but... uh, Marcus Jackson was more or less a community reporter, was what I was told. You're doing a little bit of different spin. What's your beat? What's your purview here? Right. So I'm, I'm I am doing a lot of community reporting as well. Most of the stuff I've already done has been um, focusing on different aspects of the community. I've written uh, already one uh, education story and uh, sort of focusing on more uh, public safety stuff now. Uh, but basically, I'm a watchdog reporter. At least that's what. Jim Rosso says. <laughs> <laughs> so you're looking for the scandals. You're looking for uh, all that kind of juicy stuff. Exactly. Right? Um, if, if you know of any scandals, anybody out there, let me know. <laughs> yeah. Feel free to weigh in on the phones right now and let us know the scandals that are out there. Um, so your background come via Houston, but uh, you're originally from Venezuela. So what's your journey to end up <laughs> from Venezuela to the middle of, Champ- uh, middle of East Central Illinois, Champaign, where uh, I'm guessing... You're, have you adjusted to this cold, by the way? No, I have not. It's it's very cold. I, I'm definitely wearing a lot of more layers than I ever <laughs> thought I would. <laughs> well, guess what? It's cold for everybody. Yeah. It's not something you just are used to. I don't think you ever get used to it. I, right, exactly. It's part of normalcy for us, but it's still cold. Yeah. Uh, but basically, I mean, I came from um, Venezuela after um, our parents decided to uh, leave due to political um the political situation there uh so we first moved to florida and then uh sort of made our way to texas well kind of the name i think of when you say political situation is i 
I thought of Hugo Chavez and kind of it was that that transition or does it go before that? So it is that transition. Um, so around 2002, um, I think it's 2002, Chavez decided to um, oust a lot of the uh, people who were heading the national oil company PDVSA. And my dad was one of the, the people that was sacked from that. Um, and uh, a lot, though he was not on an official blacklist, um, anybody who had worked for uh, the national oil company before that, before everybody was kicked out, uh, was sort of blacklisted. Um, what do you mean? Basically. So it meant that uh, he wasn't able to get a job anywhere else, and especially because um, it was a nationalized company. Uh, none of the midstream or downstream through upstream in terms of oil um, was it was completely owned by the government. So uh, he couldn't get a job anywhere. So he wouldn't. There weren't really any private companies uh, that focused on oil production or any downstream or midstream. So he could have gotten a job in, you know, waiting tables or something. You mean, but not right. in his field, not in what he did. Right. Exactly. And he had actually, um, he had actually studied uh, metallurgy and um, sort of petroleum engineering here in the United States, and he felt, you know, it's it's probably time to go back. Um, since he didn't feel that he was safe uh, over there, he got a few death threats, as far as I know. Wow. Um, and um, he decided to just come back here. Um, he actually went to Olney College, a college in Olney, Illinois. Yeah. And he went to um, Southern Illinois for a little bit as well. So uh, Jim he's Turpin familiar to the area. Uh, Jim Turpin grew up in Olney. So oh, well, <laughs> perfect. Yeah. So I guess, and here you are in on the Penny for Your Thoughts program. Um, it's still daunting or not daunting but just it's hard to get my mind around and do you ever is it hard for you to get your mind around the fact that your dad your family left a country because of a decision by the government because that just isn't seem like the norm for us in the united states and do you ever yeah how does that impact you you know yeah i mean so i've uh, sort of considered myself a a Venezuelan, but also an American. I mean, I don't really have an accent, but I speak Spanish fluently. Um, my along with? Along with <laughs> along with French and German a little bit. Um, and so it, it sort of was a weird transition. I mean, when I came here, I didn't speak any English. Um, and I learned all of the English that I know now um, when I lived in Orlando, Florida. Um, and then uh, sort of continued to learn more about America as I grew up but i mean i consider myself myself more so an american than a venezuelan because i've lived here longer than i ever lived over there uh but it, it is a weird transition i mean um you know one day uh i'm going to school uh, at a private catholic school in in maracaibo venezuela and then out of nowhere my mom uh, says you know at the end of the month we're going to be in florida and i'm like okay so we're going to go to disney it's like oh no we're we're moving there <laughs> like, <laughs> we're going to live there forever now Aldo Toledo is with us. He's uh, one of the new reporters with the News Gazette. And uh, you can follow him. Uh, let's. What's your Twitter handle? It's Aldo T29. Aldo T, A-L-D-O-T 29. So where's Aldo? You find him on Twitter at Aldo yeah, T29. Exactly. Sorry, I had to get that joke in. Yeah. <laughs> your journey then into journalism and into reporting. What sparked that? Uh, so my... So I'm actually a, I think, fourth or fifth generation writer in my family. 
Uh, so my grandpa was actually the editor of uh, the largest newspaper in sort of like the region where I'm from. Um, and his dad was a journalist as well. He was actually jailed for being a journalist in the 20s. Um, and uh, his grandpa was a poet and novelist. Uh, his father, rather. Uh, so it, it's just a long line of writing and, and journalism. Uh, so I felt that um, not only was continuing my like the legacy of my family, the Toledos, um, but also uh, it was something that I that I knew I loved from the very beginning. Um, from just looking at everything that my grandpa did, um, I sort of felt inspired to do the same thing. The journalism side of it, do you also do creative writing? I do, yeah. Um, and I've never published anything. I've never um, really even finished anything. <laughs> uh, but I do uh, definitely write some fiction and, and some sort of like real fiction type thing. So I see some threads here of you doing watchdog journalism, going back in your family too, to somebody who was jailed for being a journalist. And obviously freedom of the press is a hallmark of the United States. Um, and it's something that says this democracy functions well when freedom of the press is uh, protected. Right. Uh, I just, I, there's something there that says, okay, part of what your DNA is then is to, to watch the government. Would it be the case still in Venezuela that if uh, you were practicing watchdog journalism, you might run into problems? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, there's a lot of journalists now there, uh, a lot of local journalists that, you know, not only can uh, not survive on what they earn, um, given the, the high inflation and the, the high cost of things there, uh, but also, I mean, they have to worry about the fact that um, the police could very easily come into their house and snatch them up or um you know, a anything they say could be, uh, could have its repercussions, um, which is n something that you don't really see here. Uh, yeah, I mean, at all, you should. Really. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's fascinating. So uh, before being here at the News Gazette, where were you? Uh, so I, I was an intern at the Dallas Morning News. Um, I ended up uh, going to college in, at the University of North Texas in Denton, so that's DFW area. Um, so I went to the Dallas Morning News for a semester. Um, and then uh, this past summer, I went to uh, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette um, and stayed there for three months. So you now to the News Gazette, so you're keeping that Gazette The mind. Gazette part, yeah. <laughs> what did you see in major market media coverage um, that maybe stands out as different to you from being here in East Central Illinois? Um, so it's a lot more fast-paced over there, but in a way that's sort of uh, overwhelming at times. Um, so I knew that I didn't want to go immediately into a major market um, place because I didn't um, I don't really like big cities that much, uh, if I'm honest. <laughs> and After uh, coming from Houston, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you practically live in your car when you're in Houston. Um, but what I noticed was that basically here you have a lot more time to really look into things, which is what I like doing is is really. Uh, digging deep into, um, you know, whether that be documents or that be, um, you know, interviewing a lot of different people for a, a larger story rather than having to pump out stuff on the on the daily. What types of things uh, most intrigue you when it comes to this aspect of watchdog journalism? Trying to look at government, trying to look at business, something else? Right. So um, I really sort of take the, the watchdog part as meaning that uh, you really should every once in a while look very sort of like audit different uh, parts of government different parts of, of um, 
established business and stuff like that. So um, uh, if you're a business out there or a, or a government agency or something like that, you might um, end up uh, getting a few calls from me uh, to look very deep into your your doings. In some ways, I think you're a perfect fit because you're not from here originally, so you come with fresh eyes and a fresh perspective. Right, exactly. I don't know anything about this place, really. <laughs> <laughs> what have you learned about it? Uh, it's cold. Um, I It's really cute. I really like the town a lot. I mean, um, and I, I don't mean cute in a bad way. I mean, um, you know. Endearing. Endearing, exactly. It's it's very cozy. And, and um, I live in a big white house, and, and that's, you know, that was built in the 1800s or something. Um, and I think that that's really nice. Um, it, it's not, you know, a cramped apartment building somewhere. Um, it's very homey uh, already, and it's not even my home. So, Cool. Well, Aldo, I just wanted to have folks get to know you a little bit. Uh, I've enjoyed getting to know you here. Uh, email is a Toledo, I assume. Mm-hmm. That's uh, usually how we get set things set up. So a Toledo at news-gazette.com if you have if you want to reach out to Aldo, too, and uh, Twitter handle one more time. That's AldoT29. Give him a follow. A new watchdog reporter, community reporter for the News Gazette. Appreciate you spending a few minutes with us. Yeah, welcome to Yeah, welcome to town. Thanks. Step aside. We're back in a moment to wrap some things up here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. Still a little bit of time for you to weigh in on anything that's on your mind. It's new on here on Newstalk 1400. Penny for Your Thoughts. For our 3,000 Ameren, Illinois employees, being neighborly is part of the job. That's why, from smart meters in Champaign to new natural gas pipelines in Springfield, they're providing safe, reliable energy, even when it's cold out. Learn about upgrades in your area at AmerenIllinois.com slash Champaign. Ameren, Illinois. Energy at work. Let's see here. Lots of emails this morning. Ah, here's one from Chuck at the U of I College of Aces. Hey, honey, meat mail's here. What goodies do they have today? Let's see. Beef, pork, lamb, cooked meats, chickens, eggs, and Chuck secured some Canadian bacon and smoked pork loins. There's pork sausage, andouille, ground round, and ground pork, too. Remember, company's coming Friday. Pick up prime rib and get a few butterfly pork chops for tonight. Hey, hon, did you say you're cooking pork chops just for me tonight? Yes, just don't make a pig of yourself. For your copy of Meat Mail, email sale at illinois.edu. I'm Chaz Holder from Holder Wealth Management. A successful long-term wealth plan requires more than just portfolio management. Choosing the correct investments is important, but it is just one piece of the puzzle. Many of us are concerned about whether we have sufficient savings for retirement. If our estate plans are protecting against taxation, can we afford to send our kids to college? Not to mention that just about every transaction, investment or otherwise, has some type of tax implication. The road to long-term financial success has many different turns, and most of us could use a trusted guide. At Holder Wealth Management, we have expertise in financial planning, taxation, and estate planning. We are more than simply portfolio managers, helping our clients navigate all of life's important decisions. Give us a call at 217-398-4015 and let us at Holder Wealth Management help you plan for long-term success. For your thoughts here on uh, News Talk 1400, Scott Beatty filling in for 
Jim, uh, excuse me, for Brian Barnhart. Brian Barnhart will be taking over come uh, the new year, come 2018, January 2nd. No show, uh, no Monday morning quarterbacks on New Year's Day. So everyone will take the holiday off, but there'll be plenty to talk about. All right. Uh, Lou emails us at talk at WDWS.com. It says, sadly, Stan did not appear to retire from Penny along with uh, Jim Turpin. I guess Stan's taking some heat for uh, some of his comments here. Earlier, we were talking about when Tom Kasich was on, the impact of this uh, tax reform. Uh, Mike in Champagne emails, did I hear right? There was a Fisher team, teen, that is, that had cocaine in her system, and as a result, someone was killed in an accident because of her, and she was given probation. Julia Reitz has to go. She is so soft on crime for juveniles. Killing someone shouldn't be probation. Vote her out of office next time. I'm not familiar with the story, not familiar with the details, uh, but if anyone else is, they certainly can. The way to get in touch is 356-9397. Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 351-5357. On the uh, text line, we were talking about uh, the Republicans' uh, tax plan that is putting a, a new deficit in. And uh, 217 Texture says, well, the growth will pay for the tax, uh, for the deficit, that is. The growth will pay for the deficit, so that's where it's offset. And again, it seems to be, uh, depending on which side of the aisle you're on as a lawmaker or uh, your uh, allegiances politically, is see how you uh, look at what's going on with uh, this tax reform. Earlier in the program, talked about uh, reducing PE classes across the state of Illinois, or the now the capability of uh, reducing those if uh, budget needs to, and whether or not that's a good idea. And also we talked a little bit about this next generation of people coming up because uh, January 1st marks uh, the first time we could have 18-year-olds that were born in the 2000s as uh, January 1st, uh, 2000 would mean you'd be an 18-year-old on, on New Year's Day. So what does that mean, this next generation that uh, did not experience the previous century or the previous millennia, uh, millennium, that is? Uh, what does that mean? What are they... What are their strengths do you see coming up for them? What are some of their weaknesses? And some of the response I got just in asking around is uh, they're uh, great problem solvers and they're ambitious. They want to do meaningful and purposeful work. And that's a high value to uh, this upcoming generation. Also, diversity is something that they uh, not only value, it's just a norm. It's a way of life. And they're very good with technology as well. So maybe there's other strengths you see in uh, this next generation what you know, the young people, maybe there are concerns you have for them as well, would, uh, would welcome your thoughts. Talked about the top uh, topics uh, or the top news stories of the year with uh, Michael Kaiser and uh, Tim Dittman had a nice audio package as well, reflecting on the past year. Uh, I, uh, yesterday on Sports Talk, talked about some of what I th saw as the top Illinois stories of the year, the Illini sports stories of the year. Now, top not meaning best or Worse, just I what I saw was had the broadest felt was the most impacting or broadest reach, and as sports, of course, I uh, the new hire of Brad Underwood and uh, after the firing of John Gross and men's basketball, I think that's the right now the most important program for everybody and when it comes to U of I athletics. So I saw that as the top story, and I thought the related recruiting stories that came with that, whether it was Jeremiah Tillman decommitting or Mark Smith. Uh, committing and now uh, a key freshman for Illinois on their team and Iota Sumo committing for next year. He's a huge player that's coming to the for the Illini. 
Those are big stories. I saw the war chant as a top story this year. That impacted a lot of fans, and it impacts people who aren't necessarily sports fans or football fans for that matter. Coaching hires were huge. Kevin Hamley being, uh, uh, not being let go, I should say, Kevin Hamley deciding to leave to go to Stanford with Chris Thomas being hired to follow him. And then uh, Matt Bolant being let go and Nancy Fay being hired. Also a new women's gymnastics coach has been hired. I saw that as a top story. The hockey study that may bring hockey to the University of Illinois is big. New facilities for Illinois and the football practice field and the new soccer and track and field stadium. Uh, volleyball having a big year under Chris Thomas going to the Sweet 16. That was pretty important. The Hall of Fame inductees going on this year. Also, most recently, Illinois is looking now for a new offensive coordinator and a defensive backs coach for the football team. Lovey Smith let Garrick McGee go, and Lauren Tate was arguing yesterday that's probably a bigger story than we realize right now because that has a huge impact on how things will be on the field next year. So those are some of my thoughts on the top sports stories of the year as it relates to Illinois athletics or obviously other big stories of the year, even around here when it comes to high school and what have you. And our top news story of the year, we're not doing a ranking this year, but I think if we were, uh, I think everyone agrees the kidnapping case of Ying Ying Shang, uh, just uh, not only the amount of law enforcement and attention this is attracting, but the way this just impacts people in the community. Uh, it's just not an everyday occurrence where somebody is randomly kidnapped off the, st off the street, and it seems like if... Uh, Brent Christensen is the one that was arrested for this and is under trial for it. And if he did it, I mean, it seems like he did it at random and took advantage of somebody who was uh, naive to their surroundings and got in a car with him. And uh, the worst happened. And uh, it's just something we all don't want to realize is a part of our reality, but it is. So some of the things that uh, we've been talking about. Back in a moment here on A Penny for Your Thoughts to close out this midweek edition. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-616-5020. That's 800-616-5020. 800-616-5020. Does your basement or crawl space have damp, musty odors? Do you worry about indoor gases and pollutants? Everyday living generates moisture that can nourish mold and odors, even asthmatic triggers. Indoor pollutants linked to respiratory ailments, birth defects, and cancers can become trapped in your home. You can't buy health, but you can buy Wave's moisture control and air quality products. Wave Home Solutions for a dry, healthy home. Satisfaction guaranteed. Go to dryhome123.com. That's dryhome123.com. Get caught up on the latest local news, sports, and weather on the DWS NewsHour presented by ABC Heating and Air. Join us this afternoon at 4 here on News Talk 1400. 
Yeah, I'll be back with you at 4 o'clock for that. And then 5 o'clock sports talk tonight. And Scott Ritchie will be in with me as well. We'll get you caught up on the sports topics of the day. Tomorrow, an abbreviated penny for your thoughts. We'll go an hour up till 10 o'clock. Our guest will be Tracy Lillard from Illinois State Police. Got a question you've always wanted to ask an officer? Tomorrow will be your chance, so you can do that. And then at 10 o'clock, it'll be on the money with Paul Rudy and company from Rudy Wealth Management. Privileged to be with you for this morning. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's News Talk 1400, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, a News Gazette media station. Time at the Tone, 11 o'clock. Have a great day.